I'm Claire. And I'm Liz. And this is The Balancing Act, a podcast where we talk about law, life, and everything in between. So we've talked before about different important roles attorneys have, whether it's managing expectations or certainly providing legal advice. Mm -hmm. I think what we're going to be talking about today is... I know I've said this before, but it's still one of the most important things an attorney can do, and that's educating the clients on, like, the legal process and the legal statutes and the case law and everything Mm -hmm. like that affecting their case. And one thing that is sometimes difficult for me is to know if someone's understanding and retaining what I'm telling them. Yeah. Because... In the areas of law that I practice, a lot of times it's a really hard part of someone's life. And I know when I'm kind of emotional or stressed or overwhelmed, stuff doesn't stick as well for me. And sometimes, too, as lawyers, we get used to, like, our silly way of talking, (laughs) like, legalese. Yeah, or jargon. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and... To me, I'm used to the way that it sounds and the weird words, like, you know, even things like, oh, we should ask for a continuance for this court date. And I've had clients say, what's a continuance? And I, you know, you realize like, oh, I'm just not even. speaking lawyer. Yeah. Not not even thinking real people. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that that's true. I think that, well, people go to lawyers because they need something to be fixed. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, like most things, like if you're going to a doctor, for example, Mm -hmm. certainly there are times you're going and you're like, yep, I'm going to be healthy and I'm going to get a healthy report card. But most of the time you're seeing a medical professional, something is wrong. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of similar with attorneys where kind of no matter what the legal issue might be, something is wrong and something is stressful. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, your brain... It's, it's harder for your brain mm-hmm. to process the information. And so I think one of the ways that, that I do that is by providing the information multiple times. Uh-huh. So going back to the same information I've already either like verbally said or written in an email uh-huh. or it's on a piece of paper that, that they have, but to go over that more than once, mm-hmm. that repetition can be really helpful because... You know, maybe the second or third time I'm saying it, they're not so stressed. Yeah. Because, you know, they're either, like, getting through the process or they're realizing, hey, it's going to be okay or whatever Mm -hmm. the case might Or they just had more sleep the night before. Whatever. Or maybe they're like, oh, now that I've been in this case a little bit, this what you're saying actually does make sense. Yeah. Because they didn't have that context when you were first telling them. And now that they do have that context, it, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. But I think it's just so important that that clients get that information. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really good that you, you know, we're talking about how you repeat the information, but also it sounds like you do it in different ways. And because different people hear things or see things or retain things differently, everyone learns things differently and has a different way that their memory works. And so I think it is important to know that even though for you, Maybe like a drawing or a diagram or whatever works really well for other people. 
they need to talk it out, for example. I have, a, yeah. I have a decent number of clients who they just need to talk, you know, on the phone or talk it out or talk through it. And once they've done that, they feel better and they understand what's going on better. Yeah, absolutely. I think giving it in different formats over the course of, you know, multiple times, whether it's meetings or phone calls or uh, whatever the case might be, but to do that is is really important. And I know in my in my practice, I kind of have my standard materials that I've made and that I edit over time. But whether it's like a diagram or a chart, for example, one thing that I like to do when I'm meeting with clients about a divorce is I have a kind of like a checklist I go through with them or a table that's all of the different things you need to think about when you're getting divorced. And is it, you know, you need to think about this and you're going to have to make a decision on it. And if you and your spouse can't make a decision on it, eventually a judge might make that decision for you. So like, I like to have kind of like a visual aid that kind of lays it out. But I also will, you know, return to that without actually necessarily bringing out the diagram later on. Right. I think people do like to have some sort of handout. I think people like to either either handout or some sort of website link yeah. to go to. Um, what do you do, Claire? I have I have a time I have something like that for divorce for family law, but I also have a timeline for probate mm-hmm. that I think can be really helpful for people mm-hmm. because unlike family law where once you start at point A, it can go in 18 different uh-huh. directions. <laughs> For the majority of probates, they all follow a very similar timeline. That's nice. Unless there's them. a big yeah. fight in litigation, mm-hmm. then that's yeah. something totally different. Yeah. But for the majority of probates, they follow a pretty specific uh, like order of events. Like uh-huh. first A, then B, uh-huh. then all these things happen during C, and uh-huh. then you know before we get to D. And so to keep going back to kind of that list or that uh-huh. timeline uh-huh. can be can be really helpful for people who have just experienced a death uh-huh. of a close one or um, someone that that they're close to and that they that they love so you know initially that can be overwhelming but once yeah. they've gotten through the first couple steps it's like oh okay I can I can see this better now that's a good idea to have kind of that timeline and then you can kind of go back to them, like, you know, say, okay, we're kind of in this section of things right yeah. now. So we've already gotten through A and B, and now we're in the middle of C. And yeah. I don't know, that's a nice way to be able to put things for people. It's kind of like a list. You just like to check it off. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that I have found helpful with clients is to compare kind of the legal process to another process that they might be more familiar with. Mm-hmm. So whether that's, hey, this is, if I were a plumber, this uh-huh. is where we would be. Smart. Or, you know, hey, you know, you have kids, you get the, you know, the child well visits, uh-huh. you know, to kind of compare it to something that they might be more familiar with. Mm-hmm. And it's not always a perfect or an exact analogy uh-huh. or comparison, but at least they are like, oh, okay, this is similar to, uh-huh. you know, a child well checkup, or this is similar to. That's a really good idea. And I'm like, I might have to copy that. You should. (laughs) Patent pending. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anything else that you do to help make sure your clients kind of understand either the process or the information? 
I try, like, whenever we get, like, some new piece of information that comes out, whether it's, like, the court sends a notice or opposing counsel, you know, says something or we have a meeting coming up, I try to kind of reiterate, you know, what that means. Because, like, sometimes the court sends notices that honestly are kind of weird if you're not used to seeing them, like, notice of case assignment. Right. So I'll just say, this is what this is. We're, you know, we're in this part of the case. And then I do like to kind of tell the client anytime that we do something, kind of what the next step is. So it's like, okay, we have this coming up. And then after that, this is what we're going to need to do. So that way, if they're feeling maybe anxious about things or they, you know, just want to know what's going on, they know, okay, I get through this and then I'm doing that. So it's manageable. Like I don't say, I don't tell them everything that's going to need to happen. Right, right. You only need to tell them the next two steps, not Mm -hmm. the next 18. Exactly. I think that that's really beneficial. I think that can help ease anxiety too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, okay, I know what's happening next. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that I find that helpful when I'm meeting with other professionals, whether it's a a tax person or a doctor or your dentist or whoever. Drywall repair person. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Whatever the case might be. Whatever it could be. (laughs) I think I would just end this by, by saying, you know, if you're a client who's listening to this, If you're ever not sure what the next steps are, or Mm -hmm. you're ever like, hey, how does this new piece of information affect Uh what we're doing? If you feel like you just don't know where you are in the process or the case, don't be shy to ask. Absolutely. 